Hey everybody, welcome to Generation Xbox. This is episode number 219. I'm Tyler. And I'm Steven, and we're your home for all things Xbox. Uh, so before we get started, we'd love to have you come join our communities. The easiest way to do that, head on over to GenerationXbox.com. Uh, there's a lot of news, opinion, and review pieces that go up every single week. And at the bottom of any of the articles are links to everything, so you can just click on those and join the Facebook group and the Facebook page. Uh, that's Generation Xbox Forums. And then you can get to Twitter, which is GenerationX underscore Box. And then finally to Discord. A lot of great conversations going on across those it's also the easiest way to ask questions and if your question is read live on the show you are entered in to win a uh, a giveaway at the end of the month so we we did it last week we we rolled the winner um and yeah so you know ask your questions get get answered on the show and then and then you can win and then finally you can also send mail at generationxbox.com um, so you can email us there that's mail at generationxbox.com all right, thank you. And if you'd like to support the show, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash generationxbox. For as low as $2 a month, you can help support uh, the show, get us better equipment, um, which allows us to get some pretty cool guests on the show, travel to gaming shows, all that cool stuff, and get some cool interviews for both the website and the show. All right, see how was your week? Not bad, not bad. I've been uh, playing some games. We, we started playing Diablo. Uh, three getting into the season. The season just started last Friday, um, so like a little over a week ago. Um, and then I, I played more of it last night by myself. Um, you were you were you were in the movie watching mood, so I decided I, like I, I wanted to kill some demons. Um, so I almost got to level seventy, um, just kind of running through all the rifts and stuff, and and getting up there because the end games were or not the end game, but the level seventy is where it starts getting really fun. So I mean that's been. Most of what I've been playing, I mean, I played some FIFA and then some stuff on, on, on PC, but other than that, it's been a lot of, like, watching movies and TV and then playing some games, you know? Besides Diablo, not, not much else. What about what about you? How's your week been? Oh, it's been good, and, you know, I, I have, I did play Diablo, but I wanted to watch the movies, and I've never actually seen the Fast and the Furious series, so I have worked my way through that. Um, I was able to get through... The eight primary ones, partly because I mean, it's they they don't take a lot of like, you know, they're they're not deep reflecting type movies when you're done, um, but they're fun, and they are better for the most part than I thought they would be. So, I've kind of avoided them up till now. the The first couple, pretty much what I thought they were going to be, and you know, they're they're fine, I guess. But the starting with like four and five, it really takes off in a different direction and i don't know i just like it better even though i know some of the actors liked the idea of going back more to the first few where it's more built around like street racing and whatnot but uh i kind of like the craziness and epic insanity of some of the later ones so yeah sure. so that, that's been good yeah games wise just uh you know playing some diablo which is fun it's always fun to jump back into that game because i don't know it's a, it's a it's an easy pick up and play anytime type of game so and uh and it's very user friendly i think in a lot of ways i mean there are some things where when you get into customization that you know, are a little more intricate but i think for the most part most people can pick it up and play pretty easily which is always fun but more looking forward to what we're going to be seeing in a couple weeks and I, I think, Steve, I'm kind of getting into that mode again where what I have to play right now doesn't sound 
all that fun anymore because I'm so focused in on what we're going to be getting soon. And, you know, we're, we saw some of that this weekend, which we'll talk about here in a couple of minutes, but, uh, but we're going to see more in a couple of weeks. So I don't know. You're, I, I know you've gone through that before, but I, that's firmly where I am right now. Yeah. Um, plus there's just not a lot of, you know, new stuff to play really. Um, yeah. besides, you know, a couple like five and $10 games and not that those aren't super fun i mean they can be uh, that you know i reviewed one finger death punch too like a long mm-hmm. time ago on the show and you know that was a great game it was it wasn't an expensive game but it's one of those games you play for you know two or three times you might you might get a weekend's worth of, of gaming out of it but you're not you're not constantly going back where you you might with like your triple a games right because you're spending right. 40 50 60 hours with them as opposed to just like five to ten and there hasn't been a lot of those um and you know i I've been firmly off multiplayer, especially multiplayer shooters, but just multiplayer in general for a few years now. Um, really since, like, Smite and Rainbow Six Siege when it first came out. Those were the two that I played the most. Um, besides just, like, you know, an, an evening, right? Um, so yeah. for those people, like, the people that still play Fortnite, of course, you don't care what's coming out because you're playing Fortnite or Call right. of Duty, you know, updating its game taking you know 300 gigabytes of storage space to, <laughs> yeah to do, uh, do you think infinite will get you back in i hope so it might the problem is i like playing like back in the day when i was a when i was a, a youth when i was a youth mm-hmm. um back in high school like i could just jump in um you know i'd have the mic on of course and be a jackass <laughs> in the right. lobby um and annoy people and it was fun uh, but I also met a lot of really cool people doing like doing that. But now the thought of like going into a Call of Duty lobby or even like Halo Five with the mic on it sounds awful. Um, so I don't. And playing by myself like it's fun, but I think part of the fun is playing with people. And I don't have all that many people that like want to pl- play. You know, and and a lot of the people in our community they play a bunch of different games. So I, you yeah. know, I, we played games with them before, but it's not like I'm creating a, a COD squad. Um, it's not like you have a crew that you jump in and play a shooter with every day. Sure. Right? It, yeah. So I get that. Um, I've actually always sort of been the guy that just jumps in and plays and I just get dropped into matches. I'm not playing with like the crew of four people, you know? Yeah. Um, generally it'll be like with one other person or just, just me jumping in and playing, but I hear you on the shooters. I, the last one I played with any like regularity over a period of time was Halo five. That was a while ago. So, but I, Steven, I think that infinite, even if it's really good, might have a hard time catching your attention because cyberpunk and assassin's creed are coming out at the same time right around there well we don't know the exact dates for halo yet or no and and there was a rumor this week that halo could come significantly earlier than we think i don't know about that i i still think it's going to be a day and date with the series x but we'll see well i mean it's very possible it doesn't distract me from the other stuff because i tend to play the single player stuff like throughout the the afternoon evening and then by like the the late evening you know okay 
um, is when I'm like, well, shh, I don't really want to jump back into, because I don't know how long I'm going to be up, and I might be in the mood for, like, a movie or something, right? Or TV. Um, and so I don't want to commit to a three, four-hour play session of something. So I'm like, all right, well, Halo Infinite, you know, ten-minute matches, and I can just do, all right, let's play one more, or one more, mm-hmm. or one more, or one more. And next thing you know, yeah. like, two hours might have gone by, but... I'm, I'm hoping. That's going to be the litmus test of, of whether or not I can get back into into the, the shooters. Sh- in the pew-pews. Yeah, the, and Halo's got different modes that, you know, will take up different periods of time. Like a match of Slayer is, what, like 10 minutes? 10 to 15. And, and uh, Warzone is significantly longer. Well, I don't play that, so. Right. But, but then you have um, Breakout, which is significantly shorter. I mean, those matches can sometimes be over in, like... 30 seconds to a minute. Not the matches, Depending. but the rounds. Or the, the rounds, yeah, yeah. The rounds. The matches so, take the same time as Slayer. Unless yeah. one team is just so much better than the other. And, and that does happen sometimes. So, yeah. It's, I don't know, It's there. there's enough uh, variety there, I think, to keep people interested. Whereas, I think that's something that Battlefield's always sort of struggled with. Because I, I don't feel like they have anything that's really rapid fire like a breakout. You know, it's um. Yeah, I mean they like have they conquest, have conquest, which is super long. Conquest is long, but they they mm-hmm. have some team deathmatch modes, especially yeah. on tiny maps. Um, but I don't know when they got rid of rush, and I am like I went to play Battlefield Five the other day. Like this was a few weeks ago, maybe even a few months ago. Um, <laughs> the time is just all squished together. Um, but I I went to play around, and I was like. I don't think they've had Rush in quite a while, but Rush was a great game mode, and they got rid of it, and Conquest sucks. No, it doesn't suck, but I loved Rush. And they replaced it with something else that, like, I just, I'm not a fan of, and I don't even know the name that of it. Mode, that mode we played that night, like the last time we played, I don't remember the name of it, but man, I did not enjoy it. I like Conquest. Personally, I like it. I know you don't. But you like more close combat, fast action type stuff. Um, more of Call of Duty style, I think, than than Battlefield. But I don't know. For me, I like the Battlefield style better. But anyway, well, it's not yeah. it's not about that. It's with Rush. You you know you have to go attack two different bomb sites True. and blow them up. So you're you're constantly everyone's constantly getting together, right? And you know where your teammates are going to go for the most part. Whereas when you're playing online. Even in Battlefield, like, if you have a team... You, you might have a squad of four, but you don't know where the, the other squads are going. So, they could all be screwing off at, you know, Objective Alpha, which is the mistake, you know, when, when you need to take out C, D, and E instead. And, you know, it, it kind of relies on that, and it's just not fun. Whereas, like, Team Deathmatch, like, who, eh, who cares if you win or not, because you're not playing the match for an hour and a half. Mm. Um, and, you know, and you can kind of... If you get hot, right, you you can kind of carry the match by yourself. Or if you have sure. a good squad. So, yeah. I mean, it's just... Conquest was my least favorite Battlefield mode. Um, and they got rid of Rush, which, again... They, that might be... You know, it's pl- pl- it's possible that was years ago. Um, very plausible, actually. I, I don't play mm-hmm. Battlefield all that much. But that was the best mode, and they got rid of it. And they replaced it with something kind of like it, but not as good. Yeah. It's weird, though, because I played a ton of... So I think back, when Destiny 1 came out, I played a ton of multiplayer on there. When Titanfall 1 came out, I played a ton of multiplayer on there. I used to play a decent amount of Call of Duty, like, in the Ghost days, and the 
The one with Kevin Spacey. Advan- is that Advanced Warfare? Something like that. The Press X to Pay Respects one. Yeah. Yeah. Press F to Pay Respects. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I did. I played a lot of that in those games. But now with, like, Titanfall 2 and Destiny 2 and, you know, the later Call of Duties, even though I finished the campaigns and all of them, I just don't play multiplayer in them. Yeah. And I I was watching a streamer play um, Smite the other day because I was just, I couldn't figure out what to do and I haven't done that in a while. So I was sitting there and screwing off my phone and, and, and watching him play. And he was talking about, like, getting into a MMO and he, he said something that, like, I was like, yeah, I, I'm 100% like this. He was like... I don't like jumping into the games that have been out for a while because I feel like I'm playing from behind, yep. um, and it's you know, it's not it's not that fun. You want to start from the beginning, and that's why it's hard to go back and like we might think Titanfall Two sounds fun, but we are so rusty, and the people that oh yeah are still playing the game have been playing since the beginning. Mm-hmm. They're gonna crush us, and it's it's just it's kind of the same struggle we have with Sea of Thieves a lot of the time. Yeah, because. You know, it's, it's not like Sea of Thieves takes a ton of, like, ability, but the ship battles are something that you get much better at with time, and you just get good at eyeballing it the more you play. And, you know, we're definitely not there. So whenever we encounter the stuff that should be the most fun part of the game, we're just like, uh, you know. And then we're like, do we really want to start over and do this again? And all that, and we end up just stopping playing. And, yeah, it's it kind of sucks because for games like that, you need to make it your primary game and play a lot. And it's even true for, like, for the sports games, too. Like, for me, you know, I, I actually did get pretty competitive at MLB The Show this year. So I did achieve that goal. Um, but uh, you, have to, you have to, that has to be your game every day. And it was for, what, two months for me? Yeah, because um, when I was playing more than you... Um, like, I, you know, beat the crap out of you. And then yep. when I stopped playing, and then we, we had a couple matches, you know, you beat me. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, it, it sucks because you, you lose all, especially with baseball more than any other sport, because you lose the timing for hitting. Yep, lose timing. And, and I would say with football as well, because the timing on some of the patterns is pretty precise. And if you're off by a second, that's a lifetime. You know, so, I mean, that's the difference between... Uh, an interception where you're just smacking yourself in the head and you know a huge gain so it's true in the sports games it's true in the shooters but uh you know the sports games are on their way steven and there might not be any college football this year it's starting to look like there's not going to be so you know hopefully other sports don't follow suit but we do we will still get the sports video games on that note we know we're getting another one with ufc uh ufc 4 coming in august any interest in getting that, playing that? Um, you know, kind of. I I played the the first UFC and I, I had mm-hmm. decent amounts of fun with it. Um, I used to be like back in high school heavily into UFC. Um, obviously, I you know I didn't buy the pay per views all that much because it crap's expensive. Sure. But I did watch like the Ultimate Fighter every you know season and whatever. And when they started having the free fights or whatever, I'd watch those. Um, but yeah, I have I you know I kind of got away from from UFC for a while ago, and I just haven't gone back. Um, for some reason, I've gotten back into wrestling, so you know I would have been more likely to pick up the new WWE if they had one that was like a mainline, not arcade game. Um, 
But don't, don't say for some reason. You saw the greatness that is the Boneyard match. Yeah. Okay. At WrestleMania. That was so dumb. <laughs> and then they <laughs> made got... me rewatch it on SmackDown <laughs> that, that's last correct. week. But uh, extra dumb. That got actually really good reviews, though. Like that specific match. Yeah, like, and people, I'm sure people overall loved it. I'm sure if I had been into wrestling when I watched that, I would have enjoyed it more. Um, but that was like my First second day, day watching yeah. wrestling since like you know 2010, mm-hmm. like regularly. And yeah. now you know I've been watching wrestling like every single day. And you watch it more than I do. Well, I y- you watch more episodes because you're watching the old crap. But yeah, I but I don't count the old stuff. I'm I'm talking current. Like oh yeah, and, you and then, then I super you've got t-shirts and all this stuff. I do. Well, just two. Well, that's and one. T-shirts. One is new. Okay. It's the Iconics, of course. They're the best. So what about the Iconics resonates with you? I, I have no idea. They showed up one day on Raw when I was, like, watching half regularly. Like, right before I started really watching every single day. Like, and making sure I didn't miss an episode. Well, I watched them on delay. But anyways, they came out and I... It was just the way they said, like, the iconic line. You know, iconic! I'm trying not mm-hmm. to yell into the mic here for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I, like, went and watched some stuff on YouTube because I, like... The way they said it was just funny. And then when I watched them on YouTube, I was like, these people, these two are freaking hilarious. And they're so good on mic. And they're, like, super quick-witted and such. And then, like, so I just went down the rabbit hole. And then all of a sudden, I became a super fan super immediately. So, you know, I found YouTube is the way to become super invested in something. And, you know, because you'll watch something and just start getting into it. And then you're like, okay, I want to learn a little more about this. So you go and go to YouTube, right? And it's so easy to end up watching videos for like four straight hours. Yeah, um, oh, for sure. And then all of a sudden you're like super passionate and invested in this because you've learned a lot about it, right? That was kind of my Fast and Furious experience this week. I, you know, I knew that um, Paul Walker sadly passed away during the filming of Seven back in 2013, which it was a lot earlier than I thought it was. By the way, I thought he passed away in like 15, but it was 17 or 13, and uh, you know, so I started watching videos, and all of a sudden, I'm invested to the point that when I saw the scene at the end, it like actually hit me pretty hard. I was like, oh, that really sucks, you know, <laughs> and even though I knew the whole time. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's weird what YouTube can do. Oh, yeah. Um, with a lot of things, video games included, and um, especially when we talk about, like, fanboys on the show, YouTube really plays into that. Yeah, and I mean, even, you know, if you're a big video game fan, like, you can go down the rabbit hole for a lot of video games and, and yeah. watch the development of them, and they do, like, documentaries mm-hmm. and, like, no clip, right? They, no clip's done great. Documentaries mm-hmm. on things like Fallout, mm-hmm. and then, you know, if you read, like, Jason Schreier's book, which, you know, we're big fans of, um, mm-hmm. that I'm blanking on right now. Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. Yeah, there you go. He has a second one coming. So, it is. I think it's going to be a little different, though. I'm a little... I'm unsure. Well, I'll get it day but, one, because I was yeah. a big fan. So, But yeah, easy to go down the rabbit hole. YouTube is awful or great, depending on which rabbit hole you're going if down. You're, if you're trying to legit learn about games and learn about you know st- that type of thing, YouTube's great. If you're going there to have your 
fandom validated. Man, it can be bad. Um, stay away from the commentators. That's what I would suggest. There are some. Some that aren't just gaming, but are like everything that are pretty not good. Not that they're not like, you know, good at delivery and whatnot, but they're just a little off. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, Steve, let's jump into the news, but before we do that, let's uh, have our esports segment of the week brought to you by Bet Online, betonline.ag. There are not sports for still two more weeks other than golf and soccer and NASCAR. But uh, BetOnline's got you covered until we see the return of baseball, football, and hockey and basketball. BetOnline's got you covered where you can bet on sports simulations, including from Madden, NBA 2K, NHL, FIFA, and more. Or... Uh, bet on sporting events that are happening right now, or esports from games like Overwatch, Call of Duty, League of Legends, Dota, and more. Go you know, head over to betonline.ag today. Sign up. It's easy to sign up and play. Uh, but for now, let's look at a couple of matchups. First, we'll start with the sports sim from Madden NFL 20. We have the Baltimore Ravens. The, these are the 2019 rosters of these teams. The Baltimore Ravens heading to Kansas City to take on the Soon-to-be Super Bowl champion, 2019 Kansas City Chiefs. Steven, the Chiefs are a point-and-a-half favorite at home. Your take on this game? Yeah, I mean, as we mentioned, like, every episode, home home field doesn't matter in online f- football. Nope. Um, which, you know, obviously that would give the Chiefs a, a super leg up if this was actually happening. Um, but, you know, I can see the close line. Lamar Jackson is really good. Um, and you know, yes. the Ravens are really good, but the chiefs did win the Super Bowl. Um, but they also struggled early in the season. So, you know, the line was is that when Mahomes was out though. It might've been, yeah. it's, you know, it's was so long ago that mm-hmm. I've forgotten everything about the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know, I remember their defense was, was not good. That, nope, that was I the problem. So... Yeah, I mean, one and a half points. I'm not touching this if I'm betting, but if you're really just aching to bet on this, I will take the Chiefs to beat the spread because I think they win by a field goal, maybe. But they also could easily lose by a field goal. It's a crapshoot. Okay. I'm going to take the Chiefs pretty easily here uh, with the spread being what it is. And if this was like a six-point or four-point, I would think twice about it. But I really like the Chiefs here. I think, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson's a super dominant player already in Madden 20. And and if this was Madden 21, I would absolutely take the Ravens in this game. Because Jackson doesn't need good receivers to take over the game in Madden. He can do it all on his own. Um, Whereas Mahomes needs people to get open. Um... I, uh, but in, in this game, the the Ravens aren't quite the Ravens that we're expecting or that we saw like in the playoffs anymore late season. So I'm going to take the Chiefs here with relative ease uh, on that point and a half spread. So, all right. Let's move into the world of the NHL for real sports. And we've been doing a series every single week. And Steven, this week we'll go to the Western Conference and talk about the Vancouver Canucks. A favorite at minus 130 in the best of five series against my Minnesota Wild. 
So even on paper, this is maybe the most evenly matched series in the qualifying round. Um, the the forward depth on both teams pretty even, although the Canucks have more top end in the first, uh, top six, but the Wild definitely have a better and deeper bottom six. On defense, the Wild have a clear edge, but in goaltending, the Canucks have a pretty clear edge. What is your thought on this one? Yeah, um, offensively, I think the Canucks win out. Um, and not not just like with the offensive players, but just the amount of goals and and, and such mm-hmm. they're they're throwing at the at the net. Um, Plus, they're going to get Brock Besser back healthy. Yes, which is a big deal. Yeah, so yeah, I'm taking the Canucks, and I'm not sweating it. Um, okay. It might you know it might go five, but the Wild, you know, the Wild are the Wild. Okay, there's not not all that much more to say about them. That's um, kind of true. I mean, I, as a fan of the Wild, I can concur with that. Although I am very much encouraged by Kevin Fiala's performance during the season, uh, especially in the last like eight weeks prior to the shutdown due to Corona. But he he really emerged as a as a game breaker, and the type of goals he was scoring were, you know, goal scorer goals like. So it's, it's really weird to see that in Minnesota because the Minnesota Wild stars, quote-unquote, are the ones who, like, sit in front of the net and jam at the goalie until it trickles over the line. Yeah. Like, those are wild goal scorers, you know? Yeah. I this mean, kid's different. But uh, on, on the blue line, the Wild have an, a, a very distinct advantage. It's not close. Um, but in goal, I worry about the Wild. This series is going to go five games. I'm pretty convinced of that. Flip a coin, home ice means nothing in this, um, but I'll go with the Canucks in five, um, mostly because I want the Wild to get the number one pick. Yeah, they're not doing that when they could give it to the Blackhawks or the Oilers, or whoever. The Oilers don't even know what to do with it. They've they've shown that by now. Well, it doesn't matter. Um, Um, Yeah, I think it depends who wins game one, is who wins the series. Um, You might be right there. So, so yeah, especially if game one's a blowout. Yeah, 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 for sure. If it's close, then fine. But if mm-hmm. it's like, you know, four nil, five nil type of thing, yeah, yeah, um, the winning teams of that game is winning the series. Yeah, I, I would agree. So, okay, so that is our esports segment of the week brought to you by Bet Online, BetOnline.ag. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. Sports are slowly making their way back with the UFC, NASCAR, and soccer leading the way. Golf as well. Uh, Bet Online has all the best odds and lines for all the upcoming games. If you need more, Bet Online has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every single day live for you to check out. If you're looking for something else other than sports, Bet Online has esports and then hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag or use your mobile device. Join now to receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, Stephen. In the world of video games, Xbox finally announced the day that they're going to have their much-awaited, highly anticipated game showcase. It is on the twenty-third of July, and that's coming up quick. Yeah, only and it's going to be away from the yep. recording. I know where it won't be televised. Where? Mixer. Oh, yes. Because I think Mixer shuts down the day before that. But 
It uh, it's going to be everywhere else, and it's going to be at noon Eastern, nine Pacific, on the twenty third July, a Thursday. Steve, a couple things. First of all, how long do you think the show is going to be? And what's the one thing they can do here? One thing they show that just blows you away. One thing? Yep. If you had to pick one. All right. Well, I think the show is going to be an hour and a half. Um, yeah. Totally ish it needs to be an hour and a half. Um, unless they really don't have that much to show, in which case we're going to have some problems. Um, but the one thing that they can show that's going to blow me away would be a new Fable game with gameplay that's coming out, like, soon. Doesn't have to be in the fall, but by, you know, m- February, March, or April of next year, I'm thinking. Um, I want to see the game, and I want to see it look amazing and be awesome and get me super excited. Um, but that's that's mine. What about you? What yeah, you so... Yeah, I see about the 90-minute window, maybe hour 15, something like that. Um, They're going to go deep into Halo Infinite. I anticipate we'll see a decent amount of Forza, which they still haven't confirmed. And we'll see a decent amount of Psychonauts, I would guess. Okay, Um, but that, like, which one of those is going to blow you away? None. Like, we're going to get into predictions later, so not predictions, but... Well, I'm just saying why I think it'll be the length that it is. Hmm. Um, the the thing that would blow me away if they could pull it off would be announcing the WB Games acquisition. Yeah, I mean, that's the rumor. So, the timing sort of kind of maybe lines up. I think it's a stretch. I really do. I think it's more likely we'd see that announcement at Gamescom. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's going to be... It's that quick to buy like a company because you got to agree on everything and that takes time and because let's face it the show right now is mostly done yes if not completely like they're just tweaking little things at this point so i mean i guarantee there's people at microsoft that have seen this thing like a dozen times already oh for sure you know um so i if the WB thing happens, it's certainly not finalized yet, and it would be fairly last minute. I think the better chance is to see that at Gamescom in August. But you never know. We'll see. It'd be huge, though, if they dropped it here. Oh, yeah. So. It would. Do you think we'll see price? Or date? Mm, no and yes. I think we'll get a date. I don't think we'll get a Do price. You? Okay. Um, I could also see them announcing... Well, I'll save that for predictions. Come back next week. Yep. All right. Yeah, I don't I don't know that we're going to see either. And I don't think we're going to see Lockhart either. See, that comes into predictions, Tyler. All right. Okay, fine. Well, I can change my mind by next week. We'll see. So, anyway, we what we know now is that it's on the 23rd. And it's at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. And other than that, it's all rumor and speculation, which there's plenty of on the Twitters and everywhere else. So feel free to check that out if you want, or follow us on Twitter, because, you know, we like to get involved once in a while. And, uh, you know, have a little fun with the rumor mill. It's always fun to, to speculate and get everybody excited in a good way. 
All right. Well, there are some games that we know about now, though, because there were two conferences, Stephen, that happened this week, two um, shows. We had Devolver Digital starting out, and uh, a pretty good, pretty entertaining show. And, you know, you wanted to touch on the idea of, you know, Devolver talked a lot about hype and how these shows are meant to just, you know, largely build hype. But the idea of hype versus actually playing the game, so what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, no, the show definitely, like, was satire about the, the games industry, and, and they kind of poked fun at the consumer, <laughs> um, and I, I did find it funny, like, it, it's, before we get into that, like, we watched Devolver Digital last year at when we were at E3, uh, but we only kind of watched it, and we were like, wow, this is super over-the-top and stupid. Um, and I haven't gone back and rewatched it, but based on this one, I think we just didn't get it because we weren't, we were trying to do too, too many things at once, um, while also trying to, to give that a watch. Um, the show was good. The show was good this time. I, I very much enjoyed it. I wouldn't even call it a conference so much as like a 45 minute one shot TV show, but yeah, they did mention hype versus games. And I think especially gamers that are super into following stuff on Twitter and, and going down the aforementioned like YouTube rabbit hole, right? On games and listening to all the all the people. Like we're we tend to get focused on what's coming out, right? With hype and and such. And not so much on the games that come out. So, you know, you might get a new game, but by the time it comes out, you might sit down and play it. For a little bit but you're already focused now on the next big big thing and you don't sit and enjoy the time that you spent and i'm not saying everyone does that i know there's a lot of people for instance the last of us 2 came out to well <laughs> we won't talk about what it came out to but i know a lot of people <laughs> enjoyed the game yeah. right but there are people that sometimes and i am definitely guilty of this letting the hype just take over so much and one you just it doesn't the game doesn't live up to it or two you just replace now you're not hyped for the game because it just came out now you're hyped for something else that's coming soon and then you don't enjoy the game you just paid 60 dollars for well i think part of it too is that we're conditioned now to um to always think about the horse race aspect of anything you know um there are some things where that's very naturally true like sports right but um it, it permeates everything now um, look at, think about, like, politics, which we love to stay away from on the show, so don't send us anything, because we're not going to get into taking a stand on anything here right now, but think about, so you know, every time there's a debate, what's the first question asked in the, in the newsroom afterward? Uh, was that good for ratings? I don't know. No. Who won? Mm. Oh. It's always who won, who wins, who this, who that. E3 every year. It's not like, hey, these companies all showed awesome stuff. It's who wins E3. Right? We're conditioned to think that way. Like, if you're a Marvel fan, you somehow care very much about the fact that Avengers made more at the box office than other franchises. At least some do. You know? I don't. But some do. But we're conditioned to constantly be in that mode of like, 
you know, the horse race aspect of everything. And that's why the hype becomes a bigger deal than the games themselves, which sucks because we, some people lose touch with why they like video games in the first place. And maybe it has something to do with actually playing video games. So, yeah, I didn't mean to soapbox that, but you know, I just feel like that's largely where it comes from. And I think, well, a a lot of my issues is, you know, you you spend so much time watching all these these new systems that keep getting introduced in these new games, right? And then you compare it to the games you're currently playing, and you're like, damn, I wish the game that I'm playing right now had A, B, and C that, you know, game X, Y, and Z are going to have, right? And, you know, as, you know, as, as life... Or as the years goes on, games improve and they keep building on it. But you can't. Ju- We're never going to be able to play the perfect game now because something's always going to be better down the line that has more stuff. So I think for me personally, like I kind of want to hold back on the on the hype train, and that and that's really hard to do when you're you know mm-hmm. writing for a website and being on a podcast, right? Because I I've said it multiple times. I don't like watching trailers for stuff because then I get hyped. And mm-hmm. then I want the game, and then but I have to to talk about it. Yep. But then I stop enjoying the stuff I'm currently playing. So it's like a vicious, vicious circle. It is, and you know I always go through this this time of year because you know I, I like my sports games, but this time of year I don't want to play Madden anymore. I just want to play new Madden. Oh yeah. You know, but I feel like that extends into other stuff, and sure, the the hype becomes a bigger deal for some people. You know, I I talked to this guy I worked with a couple years ago. This was in 2018 when Battlefield 5 came out. And, you know, I he was a huge Battlefield fan. He talked about it all the time. And it was the... Remember when Trevor Noah, Stephen hosted the reveal of Battlefield 5 and talked about it and all that stuff. And they I, I like, scheduled my lunch at work, it, like, especially to be able to watch it on my phone. And then I came out, I'm talking to this dude in the afternoon. I'm like, hey, what are your thoughts on the new Battlefield game? And he looks at me, he's like, oh, there's a new Battlefield this year? Like, he's a huge fan, but he just... I, I envy sometimes the people who just walk in the stores and be like, oh, there's a new Madden out. I get that. Because they're just... They, they spare themselves all that stuff that comes with the advertising, the marketing, and the hype. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we were supposed to get to it later, but the... The, the game that you can play on Steam now from Devolver, the the one that's set at basically E3 that was shown towards the end. I forget what it was called. It was like Devolver Expo or something like that was the name of the game. Freaking awesome. It's super funny. And it just makes fun of like the fact that these game expos are just designed to rope you in and all this stuff. And it, I, I thought it was hilarious. But yeah, it's Devolverland Expo, and there you go. like the whole point of the game. I mean, it is making fun of that, but it's also like you can go check out the stuff that was shown, yes. and in the conference, and like look at trailers mm-hmm. and demos and such while avoiding the security. And it's like free to play and on Steam, people. so it's like free advertisement. Mm-hmm. It's kind of ironic, actually, because it's. It's advertising marketing. the game and marketing mm-hmm. the game, but then making fun of it at the same time. So it's like, mm, yep. can you really have your cake and eat it too? Um, but somehow Devolver finds a way to just do that, though. You know? Yeah. Like they they make fun of themselves so much that no one blames them for marketing their stuff, which of course they're going to do, right? 
So let's talk about the the bigger game, Shadow Warrior Three. I thought it looked great. What do you think? Yeah, um, I, I I'm very excited. I thought like the the killing of the the demons looks looked good. Yes. Um, and you know it had a bunch of fast gameplay and such, and like you know you can jump around the map using your um, like grappling hook type of thing. Yes. Yep. Um, so that looked good. Traversal looked cool. I thought the combat looked pretty sweet, and I thought the game, the environment looked pretty good. It was it was bright and colorful and all that stuff. Which you know we've talked about even being you know an Xbox show. We get a lot of earth tones in our Xbox games. Yes. And. You know, so seeing something bright and colorful like that's kind of cool. Um, uh, Fall Guys looks pretty fun. Sadly, not coming to Xbox though. Yeah, and that's another thing. Like with the Earth tones, mm-hmm. Xbox never gets those games like that. It looks like a fun little party game, battle royale, but not like a shooter battle royale. Like you have to, it's like an obstacle course, and it's coming to like PlayStation and Steam. And I really wish like Xbox would have something mm-hmm. like this. Like they they had it with Sunset. And then, yep. you know, they we've talked many a times on how they've blown that whole thing, and now PlayStation owns them. Um, or that at least they're working, partnered, really, with them. One of the two. Uh, so, yeah, like, Xbox could use the fun little games mm-hmm. that, you know... And even Grounded, like, it looks good, but it also is going to be a little, like, serious because you're, you know, fighting off a bunch of bugs and insects, right? It's not the... Yeah party game that the other two consoles have a lot what, of. What do you think of Carrion? Because you know, it's Phil got interviewed by a giant alien bug. And yeah. uh, so Phil Spencer made an appearance to announce that Carrion is going to debut on July 23rd on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, you get the game for free. What do you think of it? Yeah. It's I mean, retro looking, right? We saw it last year. The, mm-hmm. the idea of the game is you know, you play the monster that's hunting the the scientist that created you, rather than the scientist creating a monster and then the scientist needing to escape. Um, it kind of you know flips the 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 usual trend on its head. Um, but yeah, it definitely looks retro. That that was kind of the theme of, of the showcase. A um, lot of lot of retro style games. Um, I mean, it looks like you know it's on Game Pass, so I'll give it a try. No harm. Yep. Or no reason not to. It doesn't look like the type of game that I'd love and play for a long time, but I'm sure there are people that will enjoy it. And again, free on Game Pass. So. Are you surprised, yep. though, that that old Phil uh, made an appearance on Devolver? Because they had a couple big names. They also had uh, Shuhei Yoshida from Sony for Fall Guys. Yeah, I'm not. I think... Uh... I think Xbox has become much more self-aware, for lack of a better term, um, under his leadership. And they don't take themselves as seriously, so he can go on there and go on a show that, you know, is a serious game demo show, but also really um, a satire of the games industry as a whole, all at the same time. But he can go on there and do that and laugh about it and be okay. Like, But the face he made at the Alien thing was really weird. Um, gotta work on that a little, Phil. We still love you. Yeah, it did seem a little uncomfortable. Yeah, it's just, I mean, well, most of his appearances aren't like that, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So, cool, like, it, it's fine. Um, but, uh, but I'm not surprised he went on there. I think it's good he went on there. I think, 
Xbox needs to get their name and brand out there as much as they possibly can. So, I'm, you know, and we know Greedy's not allowed with the webcam anymore. After, uh, after the May Inside Xbox, so. Well, it wasn't his, well, he just needs a new webcam. That was his problem. But, yeah, I mean, the show was good. Go give it a watch. And I actually really enjoyed the credits scene. I watched the whole, the whole credits. Um, Mm. I really liked the song. But then it was just cool watching all the, the people that worked on it, like, they seem like they really have a fun time there at, at the company. So that's they, they love what they do, um, and it shows in you know that uh, that show. So it was it was fun. It was good, and then we move on soon to Ubisoft for Ubi Forward, which was today, just a couple of hours ago. We got going, but we did learn about some pretty significant games that are coming. Sadly, though, no Skull and Bones, no Beyond Good and Evil 2. Are you worried about either of those two before we jump into what we did see? Uh, yes on Skull, no on Beyond. Okay. Um, I knew Beyond when we saw it two E3s ago. Um, mm-hmm. So basically, yeah. Was it two? Maybe three. Um, was a long way away. Like that was obvious. Skull and Bones—they made a mistake showing showing games earlier, or showing that game too early. Like that. I agree. Ubisoft does have that the track record of showing games way too quick. However, they showed that in 2017, didn't they? Like it was no, a while ago. Yeah, it might have been that that far out. Uh, um, yeah, they definitely need to to work on the the whole stop showing things until they're close to being ready. Uh, but they also have a good track record of even when they delay games a million times, like it comes out and it usually is pretty good. Um, so, you know, take the harm with the good. But, yeah, I, I, I am worried about Skull and Bones, but not not beyond good good and evil too. They are doing another show later in the year, though. This wasn't their full, yeah. their full lineup. So they yeah. got everything that was coming in the next... Um, Basically the next quarter, next three months or so. No, because the last game was February of next year. Oh, that's right, that's right. So yeah, next six, seven months. We'll we'll call it that for now, without getting into the math. All right. The first big one, Watch Dogs Legion. We know it's coming October 29th. It's going to have smart delivery on Xbox Series X. Soon this game's super ambitious. And we were talking about it on stream. Um, When we were watching the stream, like... It's so ambitious, it's almost concerning. Um, do you think they're going to be able to pull this off? It's This is a different ambitious than like Dying Light 2, because I initially compared it to that, and then I, mm-hmm. I, I was thinking, and I, I didn't want to you know say it then and, and give it away, so I'm going to say it now for all our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, like the idea sounds really awesome. You can basically recruit anybody in the world to join your team and then play as them and they all have different there's different archetypes and they all have different skill sets and you and it can it changes the way you would go about a mission. Right? You have, you know, you could just go in and guns blazing or you can sneak through everything or you can hack um you know, the drones or you can even take or you can recruit one of the security members and basically act as an inside man. That sounds great. The, the problem I have is, 
or the thing I worry about is whether or not it's going to be as much fun as it sounds. Because it does sound cool, but it might get... Like, some, sometimes, it, you know... I think it'll get, like, tedious and repetitive. That, or just the marketing, obviously, is designed to make it sound fun. But then when you actually get to play, it's just not. And it's successful mm-hmm. marketing, but it, it... And it's not anything against Ubisoft, but I've just seen this before with too many things where it sounds good on paper and then you go play it and it just doesn't work the same the same way you know here's my knock on ubisoft if if i have one i think they are supremely good at world building like they do a fantastic job of building worlds that are cool to be in and especially kick ass on like trailers you know um the gameplay, however, and the actual experience doesn't always live up to what you think you're getting when you watch that first impression. You know, that first video or whatever. So, I, like, I used to experience this, and I know I'm in the minority, but I used to experience this with Assassin's Creed back in the day. Like, I, I still badly wanted to love, like, Assassin's Creed 3 and the first one. I just didn't. And part of it's just because it's not my type of game. I know you love them. Yeah, and one one was great, but it also was not great in a lot of ways. Like, it did a lot of cool mm. things, but there were a lot of things that sucked. Um, and they were immensely improved upon the, the, the Ezio trilogy that I very much enjoyed, and you sounded like you just skipped. So, you know, yeah. there you go. You skipped one of my favorite trilogies. <laughs> right, but I'm, I'm much more of a fan of the more recent games like, you know, Odyssey... Um, Black Flag, etc. than I am of the originals. Yeah, that, but you don't like the, the sneaky parts, so... I don't. I don't love the stealth, and that's probably a huge, huge part of that. Yep. But, I back to Legion, though. The concept is awesome. Um, based on what we saw in the, the short movie, by the way, um, some of that story was adjusted to really fit super modern, super recent events. You know, um, at least events that have been going on in the past year. Because the game has been delayed at least once. So I wonder if there were any tweaks to the story at all, or if that was it from the beginning. We don't know. But either way, it's really relevant to what we're seeing in the world right now. Um, so that's good. But again, it comes October 29th and has smart delivery. And, I mean, the game is super ambitious, and if they can pull it off, it's going to be amazing. So look forward to seeing what they can do. Then see, we saw Hyperscape, which at first looked like a super deep, like, futuristic, you know, we really effed up in society type of game. And then it looked like just a Battle Royale, and then it looked like a hybrid of Battle Royale and something else, and then it turns out it's just a Battle Royale. Yeah. So, are we at the point where we just have too many Battle Royales now? Well... No, because apparently people play a bunch of different ones. Um, and, it, you know, on PC, PC is even more... Yeah. Uh, there's more, way more games. You know, Escape from Tarkov is PC mm-hmm. only, I think. It might have come to consoles. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you have that, Fortnite, Apex Legends, Call of Duty. Those are probably your biggest ones. I'm sure I'm missing one. I don't even think the Battlefield one's still, like, a thing anymore, is it? No, I, I doubt it. Call of Duty, I mean, I think it's just successful based don't on forget the types. PUBG. And yeah, PUBG. It, on the types of, you know, games 
you like you know you, if you want the cartoon mm. i mean fortnite's obviously meant for for kids but there are you know a lot of adults that play that game i mean ninja's the most popular mm-hmm. stream on the planet and he plays mostly that mm-hmm. but i know a lot of people like a lot of my friends um play call of duty warzone uh yeah. and then i also you know people i play D with play apex so i you know if there's a a market for it i don't see what the problem is this looks different than the other ones um it looks a lot quicker and yeah and you know kind of like call of duty but not i mean call of duty and, and the main multiplayer not call of duty warzone okay. so you know i could see this having a finding a, a niche in a hole in the in the market um it did look interesting yeah see how it plays that's gonna be the big thing Oh, for sure, and that's usually what it comes down to, right? But it's, uh, I don't know, I just, I, I think I just, I feel, it's what we talked about earlier on the show, like, we've, Battle Royals have been around for so long now, I feel like I've just missed getting into it, and the idea of playing one doesn't sound super fun anyway, but it is a hugely popular craze, and awesome for the people that love them that there's another one coming from Ubisoft, Hyperscape, yeah, uh, question does the the fact that viewers are going to be able to change the gameplay through like votes at different Mm -hmm. points in the match is that is that sound is that going to be one of those things that sounds good on paper and then when it actually like when you actually go to play it it just doesn't work all that well um but if i mean if it does work it's obviously will help keep the the game alive especially for streamers and it gets streamers into playing your games and we already see that that's yeah is a way to make your game successful look at valorant well, i mean streamers, streamers started in- yeah streamers are the most the the best advertising you can have for a game now and they're free for like for the publisher anyway you know unless they sign one of the deals to have them play it for a day or whatever you know but if, if, a, if a popular streamer is playing your game on stream for thousands of viewers, that's free advertisement for you. So, yeah, to, to build the game to incorporate things that people on stream are going to like and viewers are going to like, yeah. And, and I actually think it will be a good thing. It'll be great for the bigger streamers because their communities, like, take them seriously and want to be a positive, like, part of the community. But I'd hate to see people, like, try to troll and do stupid stuff. Well, it, they have really? things to vote on. They're very specific. It's not like you can just okay. enter anything. Um, All right. And I have seen this done successfully. Uh, when I was watching Games Done Quick back in January, they had um, they were doing a randomizer run of Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you could also, and obviously it was a charity event, so they could you could pay like money to change like the amount of bombs they have or the amount of arrows or you know make the ground be like ice every time and and a bunch of different randomized things and it was awesome and it was one of the most fun like events or fun runs that i've seen at at that show in in my entire time watching and that's been like Mm -hmm. six seven years um so i can it it can work it's just whether it's a i'm i'm blanking on the word here not a fluke, but a, a gimmick. Fad? If it's a gimmick, gimmick yeah. yeah. If it's a fad or a gimmick, like, it's not going to be successful, but if it actually does change the way the game is played and, you you know, the players have to adapt or lose, like, that'll be fun 
and it'll keep mm-hmm. life in the game. So I think a lot will depend on how good the game actually is. Because if it's good and it's fun to watch, then it'll have life. Yeah, that's true you know? too. So, but I remember Mixer tried to do stuff like this as a platform with games like Forza Horizon Four, where users could interact in game to give like challenges to the streamer or something like that. But uh, it didn't work. But that that was a platform trying it versus the like the game itself building it in so and we've seen games built for stream before um like that quiz time game with nothing on this level you know like this is an ubisoft you know battle royale game um you know it's it's being designed very specifically to be a streaming type of game yeah so hopefully it does well and it look but it looks pretty damn interesting so if you're interested at all check it out again it's called hyperscape Alright, so we finally saw it today. We saw gameplay of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Extended gameplay. And um, the game, very simply, looks absolutely gorgeous. Yes. And the gameplay looks super fun. There's lots of different things you can do. The story looks deep. It looks like um, you can kind of choose your own way a little bit. But between the raids and assaults and building your own camp and all these things, there's a lot to do in this game. This game looks fantastic. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, if you're hoping for a little less time to complete than Assassin's Creed Odyssey, because Odyssey was like 80 to 100 hours based on the people as, you know that have beaten the game, I'm not one of those. Um, I've put a lot of hours in, but I haven't beaten it. Like, I don't think it's going to change with Valhalla. It looks meaty um and it doesn't look super grindy though but i could see it being such because the raids when you go on raids you obviously get materials and then those materials you can use to update your like village uh, if updating your village is required for missions i could see that being grindy and boring but i i don't think it's going to be there is like everything about it looked great the gameplay looks fun. The combat looks super brutal and awesome and just amazing. Like, I loved the axe throwing. Um, finishing off with, like, the double throwing axe. Oh, wonderful. That was um, pretty cool. Yeah. But, yeah, you can... I love the idea that you can basically play... You know, you can equip two axes. You can equip a sword and an axe or two shields or a shield and a sword if you're boring. Um, or just have, like, I think a two-handed sword. Like, that's awesome. You know, you can change it up on the fly, and if you get tired of one, you can go play the other. And it, Hopefully that's not limited based on the like the skill tree or whatever, whatever that's going to look like. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for this. What about you? Yeah, I mean, it looks fantastic. I, I just can't wait to get my hands on it at this point. Um, I don't know how much more of it I really need to see. It's almost to the point now where the more I see, it's just going to feel spoilerish. Yeah. Uh, we, we watched the... There was like a deep dive right after the, the show was over, and we watched most of it. Um, mm. But yeah, it was one of those things where I was like, I know I want this game. I don't really want to see more of it because then, you know, I see more of it, and I just want to play it now. At this yeah, point. I'm, I'm glad it was one of the first games to announce for Smart Delivery. I think, you know, that's good, and I'm glad Ubisoft's going along with that. Yeah. Because Watch Dogs as well will be part of that, so... Good, but yeah, Assassin's Creed, I'm sold. I just want the game at this point. 
Now, there was something in that deep dive that concerned me a little. They mentioned that health is not regen on its own like it used to. You have to, like, you know, fish and hunt and, and collect meat. And I'm, I'm assuming you can also just buy it outright. Um, but, of course, that uses precious gold. But basically make food so you can heal yourself similar to yeah. um, Skyrim or, you know, a lot of games of healing with food. So, like, is that something that worries you? Not regen health and you have to, like, maybe grind for materials to heal? Uh, it depends on how tedious it is, I guess. Like, just for me personally. Yeah, because I know you hate, like, you despise crafting. I do. I'm not a huge fan. Like, well, I mean, I, I was fine crafting stuff in games like Dead Space, if you remember that. A little. So, but that wasn't overly complicated. You know? Um, when it's super intricate and, like, you know, you need, like, it feels like 80 different things to build a freaking hammer. Then, yeah, then I don't love it as much. I, I don't like that much immersion in the games. Like, more power to the people that love things like the life simulators. But, like, if I want, like, a work simulator, I'll go to work. I want something different when I'm playing games and I like that little bit of, a, at least a little bit of escapism involved. And for me, it means not having to do the really tedious stuff. Yeah, so I mean, there's depends. there's definitely good and bad, like, versions of crafting. I mean, mm -hmm. if you look at Animal Crossing, only being able to craft, like, one thing of bait at a time when you're trying to fish, like, that's a pain in the ass and not fun. But, like, when you can... Like, other than that, their crafting system was super simple. Like, that's hopefully what... You know this yeah. this game will be like because um, grounded. You know that game's coming in the twenty eighth of this month. Like yes. that game is gonna have a lot of crafting in it. The whole mm. point is building your base. Like, are you worried about that? It's co op, right? Yeah. So good, you can do that. Yeah, that's fine. You can kill all the spiders then. It's fine. I'm definitely turning the setting on where you the spiders basically look like just two orbs because I'm not being a little person being eaten by a giant spider. Sorry, not happening. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, and then finally we saw uh, a game that was leaked a few days ago, but Far Cry 6 with a release date of February 18th. We didn't see gameplay, but we saw an extended, like, well, cutscene cinematic, we'll call it. Um, kind of setting the tone. You know, your, your thoughts. It's another, you know, um, evil dictator ruler uh, that I'm sure will rise up against in the game. Um, it, for me, Stephen Far Cry is one of those games that always looks super awesome and I want to play and then I never do. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's another game that has crafting. <laughs> but that's, not, that's not the deal breaker for me, though. No, I've had... I've never... I've never actually beaten a Far Cry game. Um, Far Cry 2 did some, like, really amazing stuff back back then, like, that no other game was doing. And, it, and honestly, the Far Cry series isn't exactly matched that, but Far Cry 3 was awesome. Far Cry 4 was good, and Far Cry 5 was good, but not great. I'm hoping they kind of go back to what made 3 as fun as it was. Um, I mean, it, it's it's kind of... 
the Far Cry series went a little formulaic and, and kind of did what the Assassin's Creed franchise did where all the games felt like the same, just in different locations. And I think people have gotten tired of that. So I'm, I'm hoping 6 kind of fixes that, but, you know, yeah. I'm interested. Uh, you know, and they come out in a window where not... It depends on the year, but it might not be surrounded by anything, and it might be the first like new game of the, of twenty twenty one. So if that's the case, then it's definitely a day one. For it, me. it very well could be. I think we're going to see a huge um, number of games come out in March and April next year because that's a long enough separation from the launch window of these consoles for the next wave of games that are built for them to come out. So, and the games that need a little extra time, dev time, especially due to coronavirus and whatnot. Yeah. So and I think I think mid to late spring next year is when we'll see a lot. So yeah, that February date, they could have that all themselves. On the AAA front anyway. For sure. Um last thing on the on the Ubisoft front. Mm-hmm. Um well first of all, if you don't like buying games like day one, you know, Ubisoft games go on sale really quickly. They do and, and they're they all go, single player or the most for the most part. Yeah, you and know, especially outside of hyperscape. Yep. And and hyperscape might be free depending on might. which yeah, which group they're going after. Mm-hmm. But, so if you're worried about that, like, because there's a lot of games coming this fall window, plus new consoles. So, you know, you don't there's have a, to buy it day one. And Yeah, there's a decent chance Watch Dogs Legion will be a Black Friday type of thing. Oh, for sure. Um, that, But that's my second question. Are you worried with Watch Dogs Legions being on October 29th and then AC Valhalla being, like, 20 days later, basically? No, I think they're different enough. I, yeah, I, I don't think this is a. It's definitely not a like. Uh, what did EA do with the Titanfall two games? Titanfall and Battlefield. Yeah, Titanfall and Battlefield a week apart. Ridiculous. So, it's definitely not that. Um, I think they'll be fine. I think, uh, you know, October still isn't that busy yet. No, most of the games are like early September or mm-hmm. November. Um, so I think so. people will be kind of hungry for something around end of October, um, given the current landscape. Now we'll see what Xbox has. We'll we'll see what the rest of it looks like, right? But the current landscape looks like you know people will be hungry for something new around then. And then when there's new consoles, people are going to want games, right? Yeah. So I'm not worried about AC selling, even with um, Cyberpunk being right there. Yeah, but AC was smart being two days before Cyberpunk, so there will be yeah. people that will buy it um, and then immediately switch. But if, if it came yeah. out after, I'd, I'd worry. But yeah. there you go. So, all right. Uh, what games are coming out, Steven? All right, so you got Rocket Arena, Kingdom Majestic, and Neon Abyss all on the 14th. Uh, cool. Rocket Arena was that shooter game that was at the EA conference. Are you excited ago. for that? What do you think? Eh, I want to see the gameplay and like what it what it actually like mm-hmm. feels like and such but it, it looked interesting okay yeah i mean it's it's it only uses rockets right there's no other weapons in the game pretty sure yeah At least i think that's I think what so. it is so okay and we'll see how how that uh works out for them um all right what do we have for questions all right so we do have a few uh, first up from Crypt Empress says, "Imagine you are a 4A company making a brand new IP for the next gen of consoles. What kind of what kind of game would it be, and would it be multiplat or strictly exclusive to one?" 
Man, it depends. Well, what like kind the, of game first? So, if I'm going for a 4A game, I don't want a multiplayer shooter. It's too saturated. And people already have their loyalties there. So, like, if you put a new IP multiplayer shooter today and put it up against Call of Duty, it's going to get throttled. Um, because people just go back to Call of Duty. So, I'd go for a single-player experience similar to the God of War or Tomb Raider type thing, but just, you know... Go for that um, game of the year type deal. Uh, that, but I go in that type of genre and shoot for like a thirty-hour single-player experience. That's just pretty deep and and a great story. As far as exclusive, it only really benefits you to be console exclusive if you're owned by the published by the console maker as the publisher. You know, because they'll compensate for lost sales for the other console and whatnot. I, if it's a brand new IP, I want to be on both just to get the name out there. Yeah, same same thing. I'd be multiplayer, and it would be mm-hmm. a open world fantasy RPG of some sort. Not sure what. I, I was thinking Harry Potter, but we're supposedly getting that. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Soon, know if I need one of those. Maybe like a Wheel of Time, or actually. Mm-hmm. A, a game set in the Game of Thrones universe, but a, a like triple or a open world game. So you're not really following the story, and not set during the the time of the Game of Thrones series, but mm-hmm. before or after. Like I think that'd okay. be cool. Like right. story driven or combat driven? Would you want it to be like like the Mordor games or no? A good mix of both. Okay. Like, it would have a story, but the combat would be fun. Okay. All right. All right. Good enough. Uh, so, KC says, what are you most looking forward to from Xbox in the future? Steven? What? You want me no, to go, go first? Ahead. Yeah. Fable. Duh. Okay. Better happen. It's going to happen. Come on. It has to happen. Yeah. So, for me, it's, I just feel like... Sorry, I'm about to give my answer. I feel like somebody would have come out by now and said, Fable's not a thing. Stop, everyone. You know? The fact yeah. that they just keep ignoring it means it's a thing. So, um, for me, it's xCloud, actually. I'm really excited about what that can do. And when you think about the possibilities on like a PC, being able to log in and use that internet connection to just play and stream your titles away from home that's pretty cool so i i'm really excited to see what that technology can do in the next gen i know it can't be their selling point it can't be their top line thing because it's too new and and console players like comfortable and familiar and all that so they just want better versions of what they already know so, but I think it'll be the type of thing where if they roll it out right, people will really adapt to it quickly and be like, this is pretty awesome. So, all yeah. right. Next up from uh, Le Qualase um, says, uh, Will all Xbox exclusives be on PC or at least through Xbox Game Pass Ultimate? Yes. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. see why not. They yeah. don't care about the, the console exclusivity and PlayStation fans. I'm sorry. We love you, but you got to get over it. Like,. It doesn't matter. Xbox just wants you to play the damn game. Yeah, they make money from that anyways. Yeah. 
You're supporting the brand whether you play it on the console or the PC. Doesn't matter. You're still supporting Xbox, so just stop and get over it. All right. Sorry. Next question. All right. Last one. Um, Xbox Toss says that Microsoft gets rid of the Xbox Live Gold paywall and instead just has Game Pass in place. Uh, do you think that moves the needle in terms of market share? Maybe. I don't think they're going to get rid of the paywall, though. Yeah. Um, I think maybe they should. Because I Sony got rid of theirs, especially like to play like Fortnite online. Um, whereas you do need an Xbox Live Gold membership. And they're making That's so much money through Game Pass that I don't know why... It just doesn't become Game Pass is the is the thing, and like maybe you get benefits, but do you remember back in the day you needed to have gold to like stream Netflix? Yeah, that was always stupid. Like that was always ridiculous. And I think now like free to play games like Fortnite should just be, you know, you shouldn't have to have gold to play that. <laughs> but that said, you know, so just like you said, but I but that said, like, why not? still take advantage of the what 40 50 million people that have gold that's a huge revenue stream for them and it allows them to do things like potentially buy wb games so i don't know that they'd really be willing to give up that type of revenue just for pr yeah they they are still a business at the end of the day they should just do what sony does and and you get the free games um and then maybe a couple extra bonuses, like maybe more reward mm. points if you if you have gold. Um, but yeah, they sh- they should probably get rid of being able to like not play Fortnite without paying for that because you know parents are gonna if they know that they're gonna choose PlayStation because they if their kid is only playing Fortnite, why would they pick the machine that you know you have to pay an extra ten dollars a month to to play it yeah. versus not or five so. if you buy it a year, but whatever. Yep. But that right. does it for questions. So. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Send them in. Again, like Stephen said, if you submit a question, you'll be entered to win our monthly giveaway, which we draw the first episode of every single month for the previous month. So watch for that coming up first week of August. All right. Let's get out of here, Stephen. This has been episode 219. Next week, we uh, have episode number 220, and we'll preview the Xbox Showcase make some predictions, all that fun stuff. But uh, in the meantime, head on over to generationxbox.com and uh, use all the links there to join the community and to help support the show. Head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash generationxbox. Sign up today as little as $2 a month. goes a super long way to helping support us, and we appreciate it so much. All right. Steven, let's get out of here. This has been 219. We'll be back with 220. Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.